This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. A program for and about America's 78 million baby boomers. Here's your host, Freddie Bell. Hi, everyone. This is New Beginnings. I am Freddie Bell. Glad you're with us today. And coming up on the show, many of our favorite partners, including Leibel Sternbach is here, Joe McKenzie, and friends from AARP Minnesota. All this plus the words to the wise on New Beginnings. And our program is underway right now. Joining us right now is Lynn Bada. She is the immunization clinical consultant at the Minnesota Department of Health. And regarding the recent rollout of the new annual vaccine, can you provide some some context into what might have caused the challenges or difficulties encountered during its initial implementation when the governor was ready to roll up his sleeve and there was no vaccine? Good morning. Good morning. Great to join you, Freddie. Yes, we, we've been anxious to get this uh, this uh, annual vaccine going, um, and I think we're talking ahead of ourselves. But we are seeing a vaccine come into the state now, and there are a lot of clinics and pharmacies that are taking appointments for when they get enough supply to get, to get going. Wow. Can you tell us who might be eligible for this new vaccine and how often we'll need to get it? Sure. Uh, this this is a vaccine for anyone who wants it, and it's recommended for everyone six months and older. And of course, we really want to urge certain people who seem to have uh, a really hard time with COVID. And those would be our seniors. It would be people who have a weakened immune system, Pregnant women who oftentimes have complications with their pregnancy if they get COVID. And young children seem to be ending up in the hospital a little more frequently with the Omicron um, strain compared to the earlier strain. So those are the protected groups that you're looking at? Yeah. And for children, the vaccine's available um, for children who are underinsured or uninsured um, through the Vaccines for Children program. And most providers that care for children do um, participate in that program, and children can get that vaccine without cost. Um, It's a little more challenging with our adults. Those would be people 19 and older. Um, We have coordinated some effort with uh, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, to um, have kind of a bridging program where we can get funding from CDC and pass it along to some of our neighborhood clinics so that they can get the the COVID vaccine. Um, So we are hoping that people will call their neighborhood um, community clinics um, or there are some participating pharmacies, um, especially in rural areas where the, the, the a healthcare provider is um, a, a little more scarce, uh, and people can find those clinics if they go to vaccines.gov, G-O-V, vaccines.gov. There will be a list of places, and there may not be many posted right now. Be patient. Um, people are getting up and getting their vaccine as quick as they can, um, so you should be able to find um, vaccine in your neighborhood. 
in your role with the Minnesota Department of Health, can you tell us what has taken place that has really made the vaccine have more efficacy in that you only need it now once a year? Well, and we think that that's what the goal is going to be. Um, You know, we're dealing with a brand new virus. It's brand new to us. And we're still learning from it. And sometimes we're still playing catch up with it. Um, But we we know that um, some of the mutation has slowed down enough that we um, are seeing most of the the variants that are circulating coming from one branch of the variants, and that's the Omicron branch. Um, we know that um, we need to be sure to include whatever is circulating um, in the vaccine, because that's going to be the one that can help us build antibodies that the virus can't evade. And the virus is very good at um, evading our um, immunity against COVID. And that's whether we've had immunity against COVID disease or immunity against COVID vaccine. The virus seems to figure out how to work around that. And so that's one of the reasons why we're probably going to need annual vaccinations and maybe for some especially People who are older and people who have weakened immune systems, they may need to get a second dose um, four to six months later. I, you know, again, we're learning about it, seeing if this, um, the vaccine that we we're providing um, will get us, take us through a COVID season. Um, we are assuming that, with like with other viruses, uh, COVID tends to... Um, uh, swell up when we start going indoors um, and start exposing one another indoors. Um, but we're still learning about that as well. All right. So the final question, should we be concerned about uh, getting the new COVID vaccine as well as a flu shot at the same time? You can get both at the same time. Um, I know from personal experience that people who have gotten their seniors who have gotten their your flu vaccine and their COVID um, felt it the next day. They had a pretty sore arm the next day and felt kind of lousy, but they, most of us popped through it um, just fine. And it's a lot more convenient um, to get both together, but um, if that doesn't work, you'll, you, you'll be able to come back and get one or the other um, after you've gotten the first one. All right. Lynn Bada is the immunization clinical consultant at the Minnesota Department of Health. I can't thank you enough for being with us. And uh, for those who are looking for more information about where to get COVID vaccinations, uh, what is that uh, web address again, Lynn? Sure, it's vaccines.gov, G-O-V, and it's vaccines, plural. And we'll be back with more. Stay with us. Even though the federal COVID public health emergency has ended, it's important to take steps to protect yourself from the virus. The ending of the public health emergency does not change the availability of COVID-19 vaccines. Vaccines will continue to be provided by the federal government through the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act. It's also anticipated that COVID-19 vaccines will transition to the private market in early fall. You can learn more details about the transitions at the Minnesota Department of Health. In today's world, we really need words of encouragement. Introducing Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell. Let your mind be opened by the wisdom of thought. 
Let the inspiration of the words feed your mind, body, and spirit. Regardless of the issues you face each day, Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell can help you power through. Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell, a handy reference. Available on Amazon, freddiebell.com, and Barnes & Noble. Thank you for joining me this week on New Beginnings, and it happened this week. In 1915, Woodrow Wilson became the first president to attend a World Series game. In 1935, Cavalcade of America was broadcast for the first time on CBS Radio. The show later moved to NBC. It stayed on the air for 18 years. In 1936, the first generator at Hoover Dam began transmitting electricity to Los Angeles. In 1973, Priscilla Presley divorced Elvis following a two-year separation. The couple had been married for six years. In 1986, Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical Phantom of the Opera opened in London. In 2001, anthrax lace letters postmarked in Trenton, New Jersey, were sent to Senators Tom Daschle and Patrick Leahy. In 2004, Afghans voted in an historic election that gave Afghanistan its first elected president. In 2006, reports that North Korea successfully conducted an underground nuclear weapons test spread rapidly around the globe. Also in that same year, internet search engine Google bought the video sharing website YouTube for over $1.6 billion. In 2009, President Barack Obama became the first sitting U.S. president since Woodrow Wilson to win a Nobel Peace Prize. In 2015, Jerry Parr, the Secret Service agent credited with saving President Ronald Reagan's life during a 1981 assassination attempt, died at the age of 85. And in 2017, actors Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet secretly married at an intimate ceremony in California. The couple shared two children together and divorced in 2022. It happened this week, and I'm Freddie Bell. Did you know that now you can see and hear Sunday morning services from Unity South Twin Cities? Search Unity South Twin Cities online and Facebook and catch the live stream Sunday mornings at 1030 on Facebook.com. Today, while you're going about your normal routine, 1,370 seniors will fall victim to financial fraud. Never saw it coming. Many will lose their life savings. He wiped us out. The Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse conducts extensive research and provides comprehensive training to individuals and organizations to help prevent elder financial abuse. He wiped us out. How could this happen? Join the fight at endefa.org. And now, our supporting partner, AARP in the Twin Cities. You are listening to New Beginnings. I'm Freddie Bell. And now joining us is our esteemed partner from AARP Minnesota is State Director Kathy McClear. And Kathy, it's so good to be with you this weekend. And you've got a report card that you're sharing with us this weekend. Can you tell us what you're looking at? And I'm thinking it has to do with the services from AARP and those given by the state of Minnesota. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Freddie. It's always a pleasure to be on your program. Uh, And today we're going to talk about AARP's recently released long-term services and supports scorecard. So that's a big mouthful. (laughs) But really what that, that report card finds is that Minnesota ranks number one 
and outperformed all other states in the country when it comes to supporting family caregivers and providing options in terms of uh, services and in long-term care settings. Um, but let me, let me caution that, right? Just because we're number one doesn't mean that there is not plenty of room for improvement. So where might that improvement come from and where can we shore up the edges, so to speak? Right. Well, I think first it's important to um, really uh, talk about the investments that Minnesota has made in home and community-based services. And so we do have a very strong network of those community-based providers that really focus on serving their Minnesotans in their home. Um, and so that's where we scored um, you know, very highly on this report. But we do know that there more needs to be done uh, just to keep up with those rapidly changing needs of an aging population. Uh, AERP's uh, research shows over and over again, just overwhelmingly, 77% of adults 50 and older want to remain in their homes and in their communities as they age for the long term. And so we do think that there are a few areas where we can make some of those improvements. Um, and so one particular area, it's kind of a, a uh, a wonky political term called presumptive eligibility. But what this does is it uh, takes several factors, including um, income into account to determine might this individual be eligible for Medicaid to receive some of those services in their home rather than funneling them directly to a nursing home. Uh, because where we really fell short in this uh, in this report card was that we have a, a high number of low care needs individuals who are in nursing homes. And so those are individuals who maybe um, could have uh, could stay in their homes with a few um, services like homemaker services or home health care. Mm-hmm. So that would uh, result in a lot of savings and you could help even more people. And I'm curious, Kathy, what did the pandemic teach uh, our state and people around the country, if anything? Well, you know, that was one of the things. So we had um, a, a short-term presumptive eligibility policy in place during uh, the pandemic to help avoid some of those unnecessary admissions to nursing homes. And what we really would like to do is to make that permanent. Um, last year, uh, AARP Minnesota worked with the Minnesota legislature and we were able to uh, pass a study that would explore the feasibility of permanently implementing this presumptive eligibility program. Uh, so once we get the results from that study back and those findings, um, we really do hope that we can make that, uh, make that a permanent measure. Before we step away, can you tell us where the, uh, this, this study was funded and uh, acknowledge those people who work together with you? Sure, this was from the AARP Foundation and the SCAN Foundation, uh, along with AARP. And if folks want more information or to read more about this uh, this report card, you can find it at aarp.org forward slash MN. You know, it's, it's almost like getting an A on your report card when you're in school, but it says you got an A, but you can also do these things to make it a little bit better. Absolutely. And uh, Freddie, we will, AARP will be right there working to keep making those improvements for Minnesotans uh, 65 and older. Kathy McClear, AARP Minnesota State Director, talking about long-term services and support scorecards. And we'll be back with more. Stay with us. You're listening to New Beginnings on AM 950. 
And I want to continue right here and give you some information about AARP. There's always more to discover with your AARP membership. You have access to a wide variety of carefully chosen discounts, information, and services, and an advocate for important issues like Medicare and Social Security. Here are just some of the other member benefits from AARP. Insurance, access to auto, dental, home, life, vision, and other quality coverage for your health needs from top companies, including the AARP Dental Insurance Plan, administered by Delta Dental Insurance Company. How about family caregiving? We talked about that earlier. Care guides, simple checklists, support options, and other free resources designed to help you care for your loved ones, all available online through AARP family caregiving sites. And also health and wellness, brain health tips, online tools, savings for eye exams and eyewear, and a free annual hearing test by phone. You also can get work and jobs, resources to help you find a second career or part-time work, plus access to the AARP Job Board, a job search tool for workers who are 50 years old and over. I know you love to travel. Vacation ideas for every budget and discounts on hotels and car rentals, flights from British Airways, vacation packages, and more. And, of course, finances. You can find online calculators to help you manage your finances, access to money management tips, and more. Explore all of your benefits with the easy-to-use enhanced destination. That's AARP.org forward slash benefits. Can download their free app right now for your digital membership card, daily news, local events, and benefits in your area. Vaccines.gov is your trusted source for vital vaccine information, offering a user-friendly platform to access up-to-date details on vaccines, including COVID-19, discover nearby vaccination locations, understand vaccine safety, and access resources for healthcare providers. With multilingual support and comprehensive educational materials, Vaccine.gov empowers individuals and communities to make informed decisions, promoting public health through vaccination. Stay informed, stay protected is all at your fingertips on Vaccines.gov, a message from the Minnesota Department of Health. Since its release, Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell has inspired tens of thousands. And in these times, words of encouragement can be the difference. How about you? Could daily affirmations and words of encouragement make a difference in your life? Find out with your very own copy of Words to the Wise by Freddie Bell. Available at Amazon, FreddieBell.com, and Barnes and Noble. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. It's time for On the Lighter Side from my desk at New Beginnings. Scientists in South Africa have discovered that wild animals are far more frightened by human voices than the sound of lions. In a recent study, researchers planted speakers at watering holes around Kruger National Park that played recordings of people talking. They say nearly all of the animals at the watering holes became extremely agitated by the sounds of the voices and ran off. In contrast, they found the animals were much less frightened by recordings of roaring lions. They added that some of the elephants even began searching for the lions. It's wacky, but it's true. Drug dealers threw some money from a plane. Suspected members of a drug trafficking gang in Bolivia 
tossed a bag containing cash from a low-flying plane. The cash was supposed to be collected by other gang members on the ground, but they missed their target and the bag was seized by the police. And men find women more attractive in the fall or winter. A study from the University of Roklau found that men seem to find women more attractive in fall and winter than in the months of maximum exposure, and researchers theorize that the scarcity of flesh may make what they do get to see that much more exciting. And did you know that most Americans don't eat three meals a day? Three meals a day is a thing of the past as nearly three-quarters of Americans no longer eat a traditional breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Research found that the traditional meal plan is now followed by just 27% of adults. So what are they doing? Snack meals, something like two regular meals, and snack meals three or four times a day. And six in ten adults don't consider themselves grown up. A poll of adults aged 25 to 44 found that millions are still clinging to their youth. Reasons we feel like not grown up? Still going to concerts and festivals, gaming, collecting things like comic books, football jerseys, and Star Wars stuff, constructing with Legos, enjoying superhero films, and going to theme parks. And thanks to Starbucks and other coffee shops, we start smelling pumpkin spice from late August well into November. The scent or the flavor is so popular, companies seem to think that we need it in everything. And here's a list of some real and really ridiculous pumpkin spice products. Bath salts, cheese, dog treats, fettuccine, and even tortilla chips. Just for fun this week, from the light side of the desk on New Beginnings. Introducing the New Beginnings Podcast, featuring career, health, and financial information for people on the go. To get your fresh start, visit freddiebell.com slash newbeginnings. Check out the new New Beginnings Podcast today. If you have a positive COVID-19 test, it's important to stay home and away from others for a minimum of five full days from the date of the symptoms or the date you had a positive test result. When near people who live with you, wear a well-fitting mask. You can return to most activities after five full days of staying away from others if your symptoms are getting better. Continue to wear a mask around others indoors through day 10. A message from the Minnesota Department of Health. Each year, financial fraud steals up to $37 billion from senior citizens. It was devastating. What are we going to do? Many lose their entire life savings. They told us we had no choice. The Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse conducts extensive research and provides comprehensive training to individuals and organizations to help prevent elder financial abuse. You wiped us out. How could this happen? Join the fight at endefa.org. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings. You can stay up to date with this show. All you have to do is go to Google or to Apple and download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app. Yes, download the Freddie Bell Radio Shows app and you'll be up to date on everything concerning this show and anything related to Freddie Bell. More to come. Stay with us. This is a news-oriented broadcast, and all information is educational in nature is not intended to be legal, securities, tax, or insurance advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional before acting on information heard during the broadcast. You're listening to New Beginnings. New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. Today we're going to talk about the biggest mistakes people make with Roth conversions and how to avoid them. We're going to talk about Aunt Irma, Uncle Ronald RMD, and our good old friend Uncle Sam. 
So stick around while we go through the nitty gritty of what you need to know before doing a Roth conversion. Hi, everyone. I'm Freddie Bell, and now it's time to talk finance with Label Sternbach, Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety, and he's also the author of the book Authenticity. On this episode of Label on Fire, we're going to be talking about all the uncles and all the aunts and all the Roth IRAs. Label, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm doing good. How are you? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, I'm really uh, excited about this, but I don't want to assume that our audience know exactly what a Roth conversion is. Can we start there as a basic to lay the foundation? Yeah. So a Roth conversion, and I'm I'm going to use my definition of a Roth conversion, which I think is a, a little different than, you know, kind of the industry standard, which is the way I look at a Roth conversion is you deciding when and how to pay taxes on your retirement money. Traditionally, you would have, you know, the, the IRS would det- determine when you take that money out or when you take it out to fund your lifestyle, you pay taxes on it. Doing a Roth conversion allows you to pull that money out of that account when it's convenient for you, pay taxes on it, and then set it aside in a tax-free account that grows tax-free. And when you take the money out, it's tax-free. And obviously, we're talking about the government, so there's always strings attached. But for the most part, for planning purposes, generally speaking, right, that money gets to be tax-free for the future. And it's about prepaying that taxes when it's convenient for you. All right. We're talking with Label Sternbach about Roth conversion. So it seems like there's a lot of opinions out there, Label, about Roth conversions. Do them uh, when you are in a lower tax bracket, as you mentioned. Don't trigger something called an IRMA or an IRMA. Go into a higher tax bracket. What are your thoughts? Let's just take them one at a time, if you don't mind. So let, let's talk about what IRMA is, um, and then we can talk about whether, you know, in understanding what it is, you can decide whether it's something that really matters to you, right? Um, so so when we talk about, you know, retirement, right, we've got Social Security, we've got Medicare, um, and, you know, you got your income needs. And so when we are taking Medicare, Medicare is an insurance program run by the government, right? It's run by the Social Security Administration. And they charge you a premium, right, for having this insurance. Now, depending on, you know, what you're getting and whatnot, they may say, well, it's free for you or you have to pay, you know, X number of dollars. Irma is a surcharge, you know, a, a tax, if you will, that is levied upon people who make, quote unquote, too much money. So if you make too much money in retirement, the, you know, Medicare administration, Social Security administration will come to you and they will say, well, listen, you're making too much money. We need you to pay more in insurance because you can afford it. Now, we know that that, you know, is kind of irrelevant, um, mm-hmm. but that's just one of the ways that our government kind of puts the stealth tax. You know, they nobody cares about it except for those people who are retired and, you know, who are, you know, actually trying to get, you know, get by on more than rice and beans. Um, you know, they, they have to worry about this Irma. Um, so Irma is a surcharge that is charged on how much you pay for your Medicare. The question really is, you know, when people get scared about it and they're like, well, I don't want to trigger that Irma, the, you know, don't, don't get, you know, don't get, uh, sidetracked from the reason why you would be doing Roth conversions. Roth conversions, you know, they 
when you pull the money out, it becomes taxed as ordinary income. It shows up on your tax return. It can trigger IRMA, you know, that surcharge. If you're pulling out too much money, no different than if you were paying, you know, getting paid uh, a lot in a in, in W-2 job. Um, the real question becomes, is the amount of money that you're saving, right, that you were willing to pay this upfront taxes on, is it still more, you know, factoring in Irma than you would if you waited until later and pulled, you know, your money out as the government wants? And so you really just need to factor that into your calculation and not look at it as something that I'm scared to trigger Irma, right? It's it's just money that you're paying to the government and really it doesn't matter whether it's going to the IRS or it's going to the Medicare administration. So that's really simple. Is it, is it as simple as, okay, I understand what I'm doing just making a calendar entry, for example, to know when you should uh, act on certain aspects of IRMA or RMDAs? Um, so the required minimum distributions is, is you know, that, that you'll know ahead of time because that's the government says, you know, depending on your age, this is how much money you have to pull out of your retirement accounts each year. You know, right. It used to be 70 and a half, then they moved it to 72, now it's 73, depending, you know, depending on your age. Um, and so... Depending on how old you are, you know, every year they say, well, you have to pull out this percentage of money from your retirement accounts, your traditional retirement accounts, your 401ks, your 403bs, you know, your IRAs. Um, so you need to pull that money out. When you pull that money out, it gets taxed as ordinary income as if you got paid for a job, right? So this allows Congress to, you know, kind of harvest this investment they've made in your future by letting you get that tax uh, tax deduction when you put the money in. Um, so they're they're guaranteeing that they're going to get their money back, that you're not going to be able to sit on that money tax-free for forever. Now, having said that, right, so those are required minimum distributions. If you are, if the amount of money that you need to live on is going to be less than your required minimum distributions, um, or you're worried that taxes are going to go up significantly in the future, then you would, right, conceivably, it would make sense that you would save money if you pay taxes now on your money rather than waiting for some time in the future. Mm -hmm. But like anything in life, it's not that simple, right? If it was a simple calculation, we wouldn't have 80,000 you know, pages of the IRS tax code. We wouldn't have, you know, the most complex tax system in the world. Um, because, you know, that's what keeps people in business. Um, we would, you know, things would be very simple and we'd be like other countries. So because we have that complexity, that means that those calculations aren't so straightforward and you've got to factor in things like Irma, you got to factor in, you know, the tax deductions and tax exclusions, um, because all of those things have an impact on how much taxes you're actually going to pay. And I think you should just look at Irma and RMDs as, you know, those are things that could influence your decision one way or the other. Now, you know, for, from my standpoint, generally speaking, I've, I've very rarely seen Irma have a significant impact. And I would, I would really, I would really say that if you're, if the deciding factor for you of whether to do a Roth conversion or not is based on your Irma on that surcharge that you have for earning too much, I think that you need to reevaluate whether actually a Roth conversion makes sense for you or not. Because if if that is a factor in your calculation, chances are that you are um, that you're you're hitting yourself with more taxes now than you would actually have in retirement, and you you may be 
uh, and you're worrying, you know, that that should be an indication to you that the cal- that doing a Roth conversion might not actually be saving you money. Label Sternbach joining us this week. So what's the biggest mistake, in your opinion, that people are making right now when they're doing these Roth conversions? I think the biggest mistake is looking at their retirement or looking at the Roth conversion decision in isolation. And they'll they'll say, well, you know, I have this money and it's going to be subject to RMDs. They don't think about what those RMDs will be. And then they say, well, I, I just want to save as much money as possible in taxes and I'm going to convert it all. Right. Or they convert very aggressively and they don't and they look at it in isolation, isolation from, well, how much income do they actually need? in retirement, right? What their required minimum distributions are going to be in the future and will it be more than their income needs or not? Um, And then, you know, they look at it in isolation from what their potential taxes are in the future. Uh, You know, it's, you got to look at things in in context and you got to look at how it's going to impact your retirement lifestyle at the end of the day, right? Because remember, you're paying taxes on it. That means you're taking that hit up front in terms of your portfolio balance. And I really, you know, I hear people justify and saying, well, I have this money in my savings account, I have this money in my checking account to pay for the taxes. That doesn't stop it from being your money. It doesn't stop it from being money that you're going to use to fund your retirement. And you need all your dollars to be working for you. Right? Like the fact that it's in a different account doesn't stop it from being money that should be working for you. And so when it comes to doing these calculations, you really, you got to think about it as you're doing calculus, not algebra, right? You're not doing simple arithmetics. You're doing a complex equation that has multiple pieces moving together at the same time. And you need to really see how it interacts with those other pieces. Otherwise, I can virtually guarantee that you're going to be making the wrong decision. So making wrong decisions, what about the mistakes people make with the five-year rule? Can you explain what that is and how people get tripped up with that? Yeah, absolutely. So the five-year rule, the five-year rule says, so there's two, there's two rules when it comes to Roth conversions that you really need to keep in mind. So remember, right, for, for every positive thing that we have, there is a counterweight to it, right? There, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, especially in this country, right? We we firmly do not believe in free lunches. Um, and so when you do a Roth conversion and you take that money and you say, and, and Congress is basically saying, we're not going to, you know, take taxes from it ever again. So we're relinquishing our rights to that money in theory. That doesn't mean they can't come back later and change their minds. Um, but as the tax code is written right now, right, they're relinquishing their rights. But in order to do that, they're going to give you some caveats. One caveat is they're going to say, we want this money to be used for retirement, right? We don't want you to use this money for, you know, buying a business. We don't want you to use this money to go on a vacation. We want this for your retirement. And in order to ensure that it's for your retirement, you can't touch this until you're 59 and a half or for five years. Now, keep in mind, this only applies to the growth, right? So because you already pay taxes on your your contribution or your conversion, right? So it doesn't apply to that money. You can pull that out. But it's on the growth when you take that money out and you're not paying taxes on this money that ordinarily you would have paid money on because it's new money. Um, That's where these penalties start coming in and they want you to have had it in the account for five or more years um, and be 59 and a half. And this applies to every single conversion you do, right? So every time you do a conversion, it starts a new five-year clock. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're doing this conversion, if you, again, it's another one of those red flags. If you're like, I'm going to be living on this money in the next five years, chances are a Roth conversion is not right for you, not because of this rule, but because you're not going to have enough time to actually realize any of the benefits and all you're doing is front-loading your taxes, which again, right, just because you're front-loading your taxes doesn't mean it's a wrong decision, but it might not be the right decision for you. You got to look into the context. And I literally, you know, a day doesn't go by where I don't talk to one retiree where, you know, I give one recommendation and say, this is absolutely the best decision for you. And then to someone else, I'll say the exact same thing is the absolute worst thing that they can do for their retirement, for the financial security and retirement. And it's all because, you know, everything is really based on your personal situation. What's right for one person is not right for the next person. And you got to figure out how these numbers work together. That makes sense. Got one final question before we have to step away. Can you give us, as we as we say goodbye, some tips on avoiding Roth conversion mistakes label? Number one, don't give in to the fear mongering that, you know, taxes are going to go up. And so therefore you should do Roth conversions, right? That that That's tip number one. Figure out the numbers, map it out and see if it makes sense for you. Right. Don't don't do don't make financial decisions on something that maybe will happen. Make decisions based on things that you have a high, high degree of certainty about. That's number one. Number two, don't do not get um, caught up in this illusion of tax free money in retirement using life insurance. Um, they're, they, this is all the rage now. People are, they, they really are preying on people on this tax-free money in retirement using life insurance. It is not quite what it looks like. Um, and so what you need to, you really need to make sure that whatever you're doing makes sense for you and map it out. And you should have no doubts that this is the best thing, the best decision for you. And if you aren't certain that you're making the best decision, then, I would really question whether it is uh, what you should be doing. Makes a lot of sense. We got to leave it right there. But if you like more information about Roth conversions and also all the acronyms that we share with you today, just go to yields4u.com. That's yields, the number four, the letter u.com for more information. Join us again next week as we discuss specific strategies for how to make the most of your Roth conversion. I'm Freddie Bell and more New Beginnings is straight ahead. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. You want to be in a place where people know your name. The message is positive and you feel fulfilled. Come be inspired at Unity South Church. Unity South is a non-denominational spiritual community with roots in love, acceptance, and prayer. We believe that you have an indwelling spark of divinity. Come visit us this Sunday for the interactive discussion at 9 a.m. or the regular service at 10.30 a.m. Unity South is located at 7950 First Avenue South in Bloomington. A stimulating and uplifting Sunday school for preschool through 18 years old. Unity South Church. Embracing. Loving. Empowering.
Hi again, everyone. It's time for this week's Words to the Wise, and today's words, Only Believe. It's a concise yet profound message of faith and optimism, Only Believe. It underscores the importance of unwavering belief in yourself, your dreams, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Belief is a powerful force that can drive you to overcome challenges, achieve your goals, and manifest your desires. This phrase encourages you to maintain a positive mindset and to trust in your abilities and the potential for positive outcomes. It reminds us that belief is the first step towards achieving anything meaningful in life. And with faith, dedication, and hard work, you can turn your aspirations into reality. Today's words of the wise, only believe. And you can learn more by visiting freddybell.com. I'm Freddie Bell, and we'll be right back. One out of every 100 people over the age of 65 will become a victim of financial fraud. Never saw it coming. He wiped us out. This must be stopped. They told us we had no choice. The Center for Combating Elder Financial Abuse conducts extensive research and provides comprehensive training to individuals and organizations to help prevent elder financial abuse. He wiped us out. How could this happen? Join the fight at endefa.org. Get the most from AARP, including advice and support to help you care for your loved ones. Fraud prevention with tips and tools to help protect you from scams and fraud, including a free helpline if you've been targeted, a scam tracking map, and watchdog alerts via email through the AARP Fraud Watch Network. If you don't know AARP, you don't know ARP. More information at AARP.org. As New Beginnings continues, we now take you to the spirituality portion of our program, where we introduce the senior minister of Unity South Twin Cities, the Reverend James Stacy. We now join Reverend Stacy with a program already in progress. My father, like the prodigious father, was embracing, loving, and empowering. One way he expressed that is he would always meet me halfway. Son, you asked the question. I'll help you find the answer. I won't answer it for you. Many a time I would say, Dad, what does this weird word prodigious mean? And he'd point. He didn't even have to say anything because in the corner of our living room was one of those dictionary stands with his father's dictionary. It was about that thing. And that meant, I'm not going to tell you. Use your ability. Consult that word source. Find your answer. I will always have the ability to find your answer but I'm not going to answer it for you. I wonder what he would have done with that opening statement. What is the question that your life is the answer to? Well, he would always meet me halfway. And here's kind of an extreme way. He said, whatever interested me enough 
so that I would earn half the money or put in half the effort to acquire it. My father said, I will meet you halfway. We'll go 50-50. Charles Fillmore said that was our relationship with God. God is our partner, always willing to work with us, but we have to make that first initiating effort. So I was 14 years old, and I put this strategy to a test. There was a historic church in a nearby town being demolished. The bulldozers were already there. The beautiful stained glass windows were being torn down, not saved, destroyed. And when the church was halfway torn down, it was a Catholic church. So in the back balcony still standing was the turn of the 20th century pipe organ. A beautiful organ and all the oak casework and gold pipes. It was elegant. I didn't want it to be destroyed. I said, Dad, let's buy it. So he did talk to the demolition contractor and found out the contractor had dug a big hole and was going to just throw into the hole that beautiful instrument. They had a life-size sculpture of Michelangelo's Pietà. It was already in the big hole, broken from being cast into the pit. So the organ was next. He found out a price. I said, I've got savings for half of it. My father said, I made my promise. So it was purchased. And he went the extra step. He knew a man back home who had a trucking company. And he said, will you get one of your drivers who deserves a day off? I'll pay him, lend him a truck, and go to this little town. And others will be there to help to pack up this pipe organ that James has bought. Well, I'm sure he questioned his own judgment. If this was a wise course of action... But he was going to follow and fulfill his promise. And so after a lot of work and a number of people and many miles, it was a good distance, a couple of hundred miles from our home, the trucks arrive. And the extensive basement of our house was filled with this hundred-year-old pipe organ. Many years went by, and I learned every detail by taking apart every little piece. Now, to be honest, I never put it back together to achieve a working instrument. It was beyond my skills at that time. But I learned a lot, and I kept that instrument from being in a hole. That is, I with my father's help. And as time went by, I found a historic church in Kansas City. 
And up in their balcony was part of their pipe organ for that church, but it had no casework. So it was all kinds of mechanics sitting there loose. Not unlike our great St. Paul Cathedral, the organ in the back balcony that's so beautiful now, a friend of mine from Missouri restored that organ in 2013. And where it had sat there all bare bones and exposed, he worked with an architect and they built that beautiful wood and gold case that's in the cathedral now. So this was a smaller example. So I gave all this beautiful quarter-sawn oak carved work from my organ to that church. And to this day, they dressed and clothed the pipe organ they had, which was naked, and clothed it with this beautiful. So there is a happy ending to the story. So my father fulfilled his promise on a much smaller scale. He was over the top, generous. When I was graduating from high school, like our friend Jana Christensen, I needed a suit and I went out and of course, I picked out the more expensive suits and I found one and Dad said, well, let's get that. And I said, oh, oh, Dad, it's expensive. It's too expensive for me. And I'll never forget his response. Son, any suit in this world that I can afford, my son can afford. And he purchased that beautiful suit. I wore it for many years wouldn't fit anymore. <laughs> but it sounded early on like a unity principle before I knew what a unity principle or even what unity was. And that is to realize we're all children of a prodigious father. Whatever source can provide his creation deserves, can receive. That's how my father taught me not unity as I teach it, but he taught me principles of life. He taught me promises should be fulfilled if the source is great and wealthy. Great and wealthy gifts can be provided for those who ask. Whatever I can afford, my children can afford. You just heard a message coming from the Reverend James Stacy, the Senior Minister of Unity South in the Twin Cities. More information is found at their website at unitysouth.org.
That's our show, and thanks to our special guests for stopping by and sharing information that we hope can change lives. If you missed any of today's show, you can subscribe to our podcast or just Google Freddie Bell or stop by my website of the same name. Thanks for listening, and remember that each day is a chance for a new beginning. See you next week. <laughs>